Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this Thursday edition of the Sports Mix. It's already Thursday, uh, February 24, 2022. Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our injury Avery Newport. Happy to have you with us. Show sponsored in part by Brian Funer Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family owned full service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. You guys have sound? Yeah. You're good now. Well, now we do. Now we have. It's Nick's mic over there. I don't know what's wrong. Pull. What is going on over here? You want him to switch? It's all the mics. Are we good now? I don't know. We good now? Hello. Hello? I think so. Hello. There we are. I don't know what happened there, but uh, we're good now. Uh, here we are in today's edition of the Sports Mix. We will, uh, about five minutes, be joined on the phone by head coach of the Shepherd women's basketball team. We're now 21 victories on the season after a 79-73 victory over Shippensburg last night. Uh, Jenna Eckleberry, as it was senior night, they have one more game before the start of the PSAC tournament. Uh, bring you guys in here. Obviously, we had the game last night, Nick. We'll start first with uh, men's and then end the segment talking women's. You called the game last night. Uh, Shepard uh, ran into a uh, hot shooting player there for uh, Shippensburg. Yeah, Can't miss I mean, Bliss. Yeah, and, and he lit it up. Uh, it was a uh, rough shooting night for Shepard in the first half and kind of came out and just allowed Shippensburg to knock down a lot of shot, shots early in the game. Uh, it's a very talented Shippensburg team now, 18-8 and eight on the season have been really good in conference play as well. So it was a little bit surprising how flat Shepard came out, but as the game went along, went along uh, they played decent down the stretch to make it a respectable score. But, I mean, Shippensburg couldn't miss in that first half. And just uh, two guys go for 20-plus in Johnson. 25-plus. Yeah, Johnson and Bliss. And then uh, – you know, they get other good production and just a well-coached team, a team that only runs like a seven-man rotation and most of the starting five plays the majority of the 40 minutes. So that was impressive too. Shepard had some good performances. Kyle Daggett started to get going in that second half. Um, Philip Jordan ended up in double figures, but it wasn't a great shooting night for him. Cam Stevens had a little stretch where he played well, but – Overall, it was just tough for the Shepherd team to keep pace. Uh, it's a big night for Hewley. Offense. It's a big night for Aiden Hewley, though. Yeah, he played well, and, and they needed him in that first half. He had 14 points on the night, three rebounds. He uh, went three for three from the charity stripe, five of 11 from the field. Played in 21 minutes, so not a huge time-wise night for him as he played the second least minutes on the team but just in front of Carson Poffenberger. But, you know, he played some valuable minutes there in the first half of the game. Then Jared Robinson kind of started to feel his stroke in the second half, went 5 of 9 from the field, had 12 points. Uh, you know, Philip Jordan, 11 points, and then Kyle Daggett leading the way with 17 points, six boards, one assist, and a steal. Not a lot of blocks in the game. I think there were two blocks in the entire game, both – 
Uh, well, they only officially register one block in the stats, but there was two blocks in the game. Yeah, it wasn't a... You know, you look at a team like Shippensburg, they don't really have a true post player. Uh, they pretty much just run a lot of guards and wings out there, so I guess that might have had something to do with it. I have no clue what's going on today. We're just... Something's off over here. But now let's talk about the women's team. They got that victory, as I mentioned. Uh, senior night for them. They honored five seniors, I believe. Is that right? Six. Six seniors. Six, yeah, yeah. yeah. Six seniors. Uh, one of them, unfortunately, is not. Yeah, she's hurt this year, so she wasn't playing. Uh, but you got some big minutes off the bench from Jordan or yeah, Jordan Smith and from Maddie White. About uh, one with Maddie White had 29, Jordan Smith with 27. Uh, but 28 from Beeman. She completely took over the game. Uh, she had two buzzer beaters to end the first and second quarters and uh, just was a, really electric in that second half. They combined uh, the big three, as we call it, Abby Beeman, Cindy Clayton, Marley McLaughlin combined 15 for 16 from the charity stripe, which was a big help in that 79-73 victory. Um, 22, 28 for Beeman, 22 for Clayton, 19 for McLaughlin. Um, seven for Jordan Smith, two for Kara Miner, and one for Maddie White. I don't know what the problem is here today, folks. We're good now, though. Now, you just turn it off. Yeah, turn it, it just back happens on. for a quick second with the uh, noise. I don't know. Now it's Nick's mic. Yeah. I have no clue what's going on here. All right, well... Uh, momentarily we'll be joined by uh, Jenna Eckleberry, the head coach. But Saturday, both teams taking on Mansfield to end the regular season. Then the PSAC tournament for both teams. Both teams are in the tournament. That starts on Monday. And it's not your typical tournament that you see for college basketball. It's a, you know upper team will play. Uh, the higher-ranked team will play the winner. But uh, looks like we will step aside for a break now. That does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We'll be back in two minutes. We'll have head coach of the Shepherd women's basketball team, Jenna Eckleberry. Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. 
Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in Sports Coverage. Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM and AM 740. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Are you a local business here in the Eastern Panhandle trying to expand your customer base? Well, you've come to the right place because us here at Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 have many options for you. Our two daily shows garner two different audiences. From 8 to 10 a.m., it's the Eastern Panhandle Talk with Rob Mario. And from 12 to 1, it's the Sports Mix with Spencer, Nick, and Colin. In the evenings, we'll cover Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference sports as well as Shepherd sports. And on the weekends, we cover local events as well. Call us at 304-263-6586 to learn more about how our advertising packages can make your businesses boom. And tell them Spencer sent you. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Rebounded there by Miner. Miner finds Beeman. Under 12 seconds left. Similar situation at the end of the first quarter. Beeman now calling out the offense. Five and counting. A deep three on the way for Beeman, and that's through! Abby Beeman! With the buzzer beating three, Shepard down three. She's on like a 10-0 run, Nick. It was the exact same thing. It's a little bit Top more in the, the center key of the court. To screen, though. The other one was a step back wing. That one a step back three from the top of the key. I mean, you had to know it was coming if you're Shippensburg. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Last night to end the first half, Abby Beeman nails a three. And then as the second half went on, Shepard went on a tw- had scored 48 points over the final two quarters. We're now joined on the phone by head coach Jenna Eckleberry. How are you doing today, coach? Great. How about yourself? We're doing great. It was a great game last night. You honored your seniors, and uh, uh, obviously it was an emotional night there at the end of the game. You were able to take all of them out and have a standing ovation and able to get the hugs when they came off the court. Yeah, it was definitely a moment for sure. Um, these six seniors, and then with, with the six seniors, three of them are grads, so they're fifth-year seniors with the extra uh, COVID year. But uh, they've done so much with this program in their own way. Uh, Marley McLaughlin has shown probably the best leadership over the years that I've ever had. Um, so it was definitely a great moment. I was a- I'm glad I was able to get all of them out in, in the game at some point. So it was just something that you won't always remember as a player and as a coach. And Coach, uh, you mentioned your seniors. What does this class kind of mean to you? And uh... Yeah, they, they were – when they came in as freshmen, um, until and now when you look at them today, it's it's just been a big, big growth um, from all of them. But when they came in, we we told them that you know it wasn't going to be easy. They were going to have to get better every single year. They had to trust the process, trust trust in the program. You know, feel some type of way with for wearing separate across your chest. And you know, they, these not are not just great basketball players, but they're great people. Um, they carry themselves well outside of basketball, and you know the community loves them. It's, it's just it's just cool to see 
where where they have taken this program, and um, they mean so much to me. And uh, somebody else that played great last night was Abby Beeman, and you'll have her uh, for one more season as well after uh, this one. Just talk to us about uh, how she performed last night and what you liked from her game. Yeah, actually, Abby will have at least two more years because she gets an extra COVID year. So um, it says she's a junior on on the thing, but she'll definitely have two more years left to pet play. But Abby, I mean, she's just, there's not much more I can say about Abby. Um, she's just a competitor. Uh, she hates to lose. Her will to win, um, you know, you can just see it in her eyes. You know that she's going to make big-time plays, and, um, you know, she just goes out and does it day in and day out. And at this point, it's just like I expect it and expect it because she's done it so many times. Coach, let's talk now about uh, the team you're playing this weekend on Saturday, Mansfield, a team that's kind of been struggling this season, but still a road game, still a team that you're going to have to really play your best game to beat. Tell us a little bit about what you're expecting to see from them and what you expect your team to do this Saturday. Yeah, Mansfield, actually, I know they're struggling in the win column, but they have seven wins this year, and that's more than they've ever had. Usually they're they're struggling to get one or two wins in a whole year so. They have a new coach, and she's done um, a great deal with that team. But they're definitely going to be ready to play. It's their senior night. They're very gritty. They're very scrappy. Um, They all go out there and play 100%. They know their role. Um, So it's going to be a battle, especially it's going to be an emotional night for them. Um, You know, it's going to be our longest road trip. We haven't got out off to the greatest starts um, in the last two road games. So uh, we know that. What's at stake for us? Um, you know, it's our last regular season game before playoffs, and we got to continue to play good and play our game. So um, we'll be ready to go, and I think they will be too. So we just got to finish the job. And take you back to last night again, another player that uh, performed really well, not going to show up necessarily in the stat sheet. Uh, she did have five rebounds, though, is Maddie White. She averages about 13 and a half minutes a game, played nearly 30 minutes last night. Uh, she was playing extremely well on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, Maddie, coming in, she was a guard, more of like a – she played a point guard, two guard in high school. But coming in, she's just one of our figure, um, most physical players. She want, She's not afraid to bang down there in the low post. And Shippingsburg had two really tall post players that we were struggling with, so – uh, we, we moved Maddie to the forward spot, and she's done a great job. She has a great outside shot um, as well, but she, she makes big plays. She knows her role, and she comes in and excels at it. And, Coach, another player that kind of played a similar role for you last night was Jordan Smith, and she seems to be uh, making a lot of progress as the year goes on. What's it like to see uh, now you get some bench players doing some things that you – need to have in, in in order to have success heading into the uh, conference tournament? Yeah, I think that, you know, some people always tell me, like, Jordan's one of their favorite players to watch because you just watch her out there on defense, and she's just so active. She's like a little gnat out there. And, you know, Destiny, the girl that she was guarding, she pretty much shut down. You know, Destiny Jefferson's up for player of the year in the league, and um, she was, we were having fits with her, and, you know, I just put Jordan on her, and, denying her the ball and, you know, tiring Destiny out. And I thought she did a great job. She knows her role as well. Um, but she's coming along on the offensive end as well. So it was great to see that. With with the uh, postseason coming up, what is the uh, 
I guess, bracket kind of look like? Do you guys know yet who you will uh, officially be playing there in the uh, first round or not? No, we know it's going to be at home, and it's going to come down to their names on Saturday. It will either be Millersville or Westchester. Okay, so it would possibly be uh, two teams that you're uh, familiar with, obviously, since it's both there in the East. Uh, which one, I guess, would you want, so to say? I, I don't know if yeah. teams ever hope that, but... No, I mean, I, I think they both have similar games. Um, we beat them both twice throughout the year, so, you know, it's really hard to beat the same team three times in a year, so we'll have to do that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm afraid whenever – not afraid. Um, I feel like whenever we come on Monday night, you know, the team, whatever team we're going to play, is going to play some kind of junk defense on us um, and try to get Abby and Marley – out of the game and try to have our other players beat us. Um, we've seen that a couple times this year, so we'll be ready for anything. But I have a feeling a team coming in, if they line up five on five, they don't think they they can beat us. So we're going to be expecting something something up, to, you know, something out of the ordinary to see if they can knock us off. So we'll definitely be prepared, and you know, it doesn't matter who we play. We know if we lose, you know, we're out of the tournament. So uh, we're going to stay hot and get these wins and see what we can do and last night's game back there just a couple more questions here for you coach uh it was a very tight game in the first quarter ended on that beeman three uh to tie the ball game at 15 and then going into half abby had another three do you think that that three heading into halftime was kind of the catalyst for you guys in the second half to come out and score 46 or 48 points total between the final two quarters yeah, and, and in the first half, we we weren't scoring as much as we usually do, but we were getting good looks. We had the right people taking the shots. We had some wide-open shots. They they weren't hitting, so we just knew we had to stay patient. Um, Shippingsburg was trying to slow down the game, pack the paint, throw the ball inside, and we're, we're kind of the exact opposite team. So we tried to bring Sydney Clayton out on the perimeter and go around their big girls and she got in foul trouble in the first half, so that limited us doing that game plan. But we knew we were okay. I mean, obviously going into halftime down six or down three um, is a you know a big difference maker. So, um, but we we knew that we were getting good shots. We just had to stay with it, and we wanted to get out and transition and run some more. Coach, what's the uh, team's approach heading into Saturday? Obviously, you've already linked up, locked up your spot in the conference tournament. So is it more to work on some things, or are you just going in with a similar game plan and, and trying to get the win and build the momentum heading into the tournament? Yeah, well, not only are we trying to, you know, make a run in the PSAC tournament, but we are uh, right now fourth in the NCAA regional ranking. So we definitely are going to win. We we want to keep a solid grip in the, the NCAA tournament um, so we can continue to play after the uh, tournament next week. So. We definitely have the mindset, you know, we're going in, we can't lose. We've taken one game at a time, like it's our last game of the, re- or last game of the season because we still have a lot more to play for. So last night, getting that win put you at 21-6. and six. 21 wins or more is a uh, accomplishment that very few Shepherd teams have uh, done before. Just comment about uh, what's it mean to this year's team to do so. Yeah, we had some goals lined up at the beginning of the year, and 
you know, my dad was the one that brought up the stat that this was the fourth team. And, um, you know, I had a, the, when I, my first year in 14, 15, we had 20 plus and then 19, 20. So, uh, you know, I wanted the girls to have some goals and, you know, their all time best record at Shepherd is 24 and seven, I think 24 and seven or 24 and eight. So, um, you know, I just think that we're doing a lot of big things this year and, you know, I want them to have as much records and, um, you know, accomplishments that they can do because it's been such a special season and it's a bunch of special group of girls. So um, we're eyeing as many as we can, um, but it is a big deal to get 20-plus wins in a season, and, you know, we did celebrate that. All right, Coach, thanks for joining us. Best of luck as you uh, get ready for the postseason, and we hope to talk soon about some NCAA tournament games. Sounds great. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. That was head coach of the Shepherd Women's Basketball Program, Jenna Eckleberry, leading the team now to 21 and 6, as Colin just mentioned. That is the, like, technically, I guess, the third best record because they were 21 and 9 in 2019 to 2020. They were 22 and 10 in her first season, 2014 to 15. And then the all time record is 24 and 7 in 2007 to 2008. Uh, obviously, back then, I, I think I was looking back then, that was a sweet 16 appearance when I was going through some stuff, and they have a banner out there at the Butcher Center. Uh, but they had less conference games when the, they were in the uh, the last conference they were in. They only, I think, had like 18 conference games comparatively to, I think, they have 22, I believe, the amount of conference games. I could be wrong. Do you know, Avery? Well, I know that so for a long time they were in the West Virginia Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. They were there until 2012, and they were and they only were in the M Mountain East. And then they were in the Mountain East, and most of those teams, when the West Virginia Intercollegiate Athletic Conference folded, most of them moved into the Mountain East anyway. So yeah. they played. So it is most 22 conference games because they are 15 and six in the yeah. conference right now, and they have one more game. Because so. there are there are fewer teams in the Mountain East than there are in the PSAC, so I think they, you know, just naturally had more games to play because there are more teams to play. Yeah, so they would most likely shatter. Well, if they did, if they, if, I believe, if they advanced to the championship of the PSAC, uh, how many rounds is it? So, okay, so the tournament. I'm trying to figure it out on the so top of my head because I think they would break it if they. I think they'd break that 24 win record. If they made it to the PSAC championship. Yeah, they would. So the first round. So currently Shepard is the three seed in the PSAC East division. So they would play in the first round of the tournament. The three seed. I think the three seeds play the six seeds from each division. And then the four seeds play the five seeds from each division. Then from there, you advance to the quarterfinals. Which, yeah, so there are four games. Yes. So yeah. there's the first round, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the championship game. So... Yeah, the three and six seeds from each division play each other. Same for the four and five seeds. The top seeds from each division get buys to the quarterfinals. And then I think they do lowest seed plays the one seed, remaining seed plays the two seed, and you go through the tournament from there. Yeah, so the dates are February 28th, March 2nd, and then the 5th through the 6th. Uh, so I, that so it would be, what, the opening round the quarters, the semi, and then the finals. Yeah. So, so that's if, four games. So if they made it and then they 
hypothetically, you, you figure the Saturday they win, that's 22. They would have 26. They'd be 26 and 9. If they, they were if to they win it, if they won the PSAC tournament championship, right? I mean, they'll they can certainly have a they have a great chance to tie at least the all time record for wins in a season because if they beat Mansfield on Saturday, which That's is 22. likely, then they'll get twenty two. If they win in the first round against whoever the sixth seed is going to end up being from the East, that's 23. So right there, you have two, you know, relatively easy wins, I should say. Um, and then, you know, you get to the, the quarterfinals and the competition gets a little tougher then. You're going to have to play some higher seeds. So I think it's very likely that they could at least tie the record or if not, get to 23 and still have one of the greatest seasons in program history. And then they still might possibly make it into the uh, region tournament as well. Yeah, that's very likely. So, yeah, that is very likely. That might be Coach some easy games, too, fourth. to get some wins in. Yeah. So. so very likely there. Good stuff coming from Shepherd Women's Hoops. We hope to talk with Coach Eckleberry uh, when they during their run. Uh, it'd be nice to have her back on here in the next couple weeks. I completely forgot until it was too late. I wanted to double check if uh, I saw on Twitter that Sydney Clayton might have become the uh, second all-time leading scorer for Shepherd. Hmm, I think so. they mentioned that. Uh, I think the um, on the PA yesterday they they said something about that when yeah. she was coming out for the um, at the end of the game. I think they mentioned something about that. Let me double feet. check. Because the... she, I was actually there for the call on the uh, PSAC Digital Network when she broke the 1,500-point mark for her career. Also, head coach Eckleberry moved past Betsy, I'm going to butcher this last name, Blouse, B-O-L-B-L-O-S-E, uh, for third place in program history with 114 victories. Didn't see that. Should have looked at this release, even though we were at the game last night. Didn't have everything on hand. Well, congrats to Coach. Congrats That's a, to Coach. A That's accomplishment. a big accomplishment and uh, definitely has earned her way to, to coach a few more seasons at least. As as we mentioned on that, I believe now she'll have 20, 21-plus winning – or she'll have three 21-plus winning seasons. Yeah, she's really done a great job with this program. I mean, when she first took over – Back in 2014, you know, the the program certainly was not at the place that they are right now. She's really taken them from, you know, sort of a mid-tier level program in the region to one of the finest programs in the region. And, you know, the, the program has a great reputation. I mean, there's no question as to why Marley McLaughlin and Sidney Clayton wanted to come back, right? Because they wanted to be a part of this program and continue well, playing and Rams. Now there's no question why, as mentioned in the senior night, not sure if everybody could hear it if they were tuned in because... The PA wasn't didn't have great audio from us uh, on the senior night, but Marley McLaughlin did in her little thing that they announced when they read it off. She is coming back and finishing her grad degree next year because she has one more year, and um, I, it might be a graduate position coach or something. She yeah. will be on the coaching staff next season. I, we should ask Coach Eckleberry about that too. Yeah, but I mean that you know that that goes to my point of just this is a great program that has a great culture now that that players want to be a part of even after their playing days are over you know marley mclaughlin is one of the great players in program history and she's going to come back and be a a graduate assistant you know that that just shows that you know the people in this program care about the program they want to see it succeed and they want to be a part of it for as long as they can be and that that's a great thing and i think that reflects really well on what coach eckleberry has done in her, her tenure as coach and abby beeman as she mentioned 
still has two years of eligibility after this year because of the COVID year. Maddie White has another year of eligibility, and she's mentioned last night that she still hasn't fully decided in her in the little thing read off by the PA that she could come back next year. Hannah Myers still has one year of eligibility left as well. And, you know, a player that's getting a lot of playing time that starts has started most of the season. Megan Shipley, only a freshman. Only a freshman, yeah. Got a bright future ahead of her. Jordan Smith, the junior, she'll be back next year. Probably has two years of eligibility as well. And, uh, you know, just quite a few players that have a couple years at least left of eligibility. And Abby Beeman, I I mean, we have already mentioned that she has a few more years left. She, She'll probably be the all-time leading scorer that's for what Shepard I was about women's to say. basketball she by the time she's very easily break a lot of these all-time records over the next two seasons if she decides to stay that long. I mean, she was already the leading passer in all of NCAA Division II basketball this season. And so I'm sure the assist record is hers. The points record will be hers, too. I mean, she's even a great rebounder for a point guard, you know? She could get some triple-doubles or something. Like, you know, she could really make her mark on this program over the next couple of years. And she already has. She broke the 1,000-point barrier for her career this year. So she's, I mean, yeah, she's just an amazing player. And she's, you know, got a couple more years to really make a dent on the record books. I'm trying to go through here. I'm assuming this was at the beginning of the season. Um all-time scoring leaders i don't see her on here yet but i'm assuming she's jumped on the list since the beginning of the year i see sydney clayton on the list um but yeah i we could be talking about one of the best to ever i mean she is obviously if you look at her career statistics right now in the top players to ever do it at shepherd but she could be the best by the time she's all said and done with her career at, at shepherd yeah no doubt about it because again She has an impact, not just within the conference or within the region, but nationally. I mean, she's setting, again, she's the leading passer in the country in Division II women's basketball. She has more assists total and more assists per game than anyone else in the country. And it's really not even close. I mean, she averages eight assists a game and the next closest player averages like five and a half or something. Like, it's a truly like... I mean, there is a lot of space between her and everyone else, you know. So the fact that she's making that kind of an impact on a national stage really just, to me anyway, tells me how great of a player she is and how much more she has left to accomplish, too, in in two years left. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know how they count the postseason, but she has 521 points on the season, according to these records, which usually are updated at the beginning of each season. Um, unless you have somebody who's, you know, very much into the records. But obviously, you know, at Shepard, you only have, you know, shout out to Chip, uh, just kind of the one and only SID there at Division One programs. They're usually updating as they go. But looking at the single season points, uh, she, with 521 points as of last night, she currently sits uh, for in the season for this year, she sits at sixth place. Uh, right behind Sydney Clayton from 19 to 20, and then Abby Beeman herself from 19 to 20 had 592. So if you go through, if they count the postseason, she's going to break it. Yeah, if they, think, if they make think, it to a decent, I think you know, they amount. do. I'm pretty sure they do count the postseason for total season records. So but. single season record for most points scored in a season was 2017 to 2018. Morgan Arden scored 659. It'll be a hard task, but again, if you could make it to the Sweet 16. Like you did uh, in that la- in that twenty four and seven year, yeah, there's there's definitely a chance. Yeah, but again, I mean that's that's gonna 
mean that Shepard's going to have to put together a pretty impressive run, not just through the PSAC tournament, but into the NCAAs, and that's extremely difficult to do. You know, the Rams have had some great teams over the last couple of years, but that hasn't really translated to, you know, deep tournament success yet. So this roster has a, a lot of experience and a lot of talent, and hopefully that experience can get them a little bit further into the tournament this year. Definitely hope it does as well. That does it for this segment of Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family-owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. When we come back, uh, we'll talk a little of everything. We'll talk some WVU hoops. Colin's got a little rant to go on here. And uh, we'll talk some EPAC hoops. Tonight, Colin's got the game. Uh, for the Section 1 championship between Hedgesville and Spring Mills. We'll talk about that next when we return in two minutes. I made it down the coast in 17 hours Picking me a bouquet of dogwood Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a Platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. Let's go! Drink some beers! Located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Your business can become an advertiser today on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, your home for local news, talk, and sports. With over 17 million views and counting, you won't want to miss out. From Eastern Panhandle Talk every morning to the sports mix at noon and local high school, Shepherd Rams, Mountaineers, Commanders, Steelers, Nationals, Wizards, or Capital Games each evening, Talk Radio WRNR has it all, all day long. So advertise with us, Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook and on TV 10 in Comca- on Comcast in Berkeley and Jefferson County. Spencer Queen, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us here. And uh, the Mountaineers fall yet again. They fall to 500 overall and 3-12 and in 
the in Big 12 play, 84 to 81 to Iowa State, a team that they had beaten earlier in the season. And at halftime, it was 41 31 in favor of the Mountaineers. And as Colin texted me at the end, a horrible choke. Yeah, you're up by one with 10 seconds left, and Taz Sherman tries to inbound the ball, goes to Iowa State, who puts up a easy bunny hop layup to take the lead, and then you are out of timeout, so you can't really get a play going. You miss your go-ahead shot, have to foul, and then a stupid three-pointer to try to tie it back up by Taz Sherman that was closer to half court than it was with the three-point line, even though you had plenty of time to get closer and try to get a better shot. and it, It's just frustrating how this team always finds a way to lose, it seems like, this year now. and Just want to give up watching them. I uh, saw a post yesterday that I kind of agree with. Even if you get an invitation to the NIT or CBI. Why would you take it? Yeah, don't, don't take it. Just end this season. Get they're rid not of getting these that guys. invitation if they're last in the Big 12. They're, they're, they're bad. They're what? They're 14 and 14 now? Yeah, they're yeah. 14 and 14 now. Record, you know. Well, they got a tough task Saturday when they take on number 20 Texas. Yeah. So they could be 14 and 15, and then they'd have to beat. I think they have three more games including saturdays they have next tuesday they have west they have oklahoma at oklahoma and then they final game of the season senior day at the coliseum against tcu saturday march 5th uh but obviously not in the scenario you want to be in and uh it's crazy because at the beginning of the year this year looked very promising well they weren't playing the big 12 opponents yeah, and they got a you know a quality win at the time over UConn. Um, you know they beat Pitt early in the season. They beat Clemson early in the season. Um, Which I mean, beat? looking back on those games, Pitt is is a lower tier ACC team. Same with Clemson. I mean, they were you know Division One wins at the time, but it's just you know they started Big Twelve play. Uh, two and one, and then I believe the collapse just kind of went from there. Fell to Kansas by twenty six. Yeah, you've lost. Fell to Baylor of your by last nine. Thirteen games. Fell to Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, and then they finally got that win over Iowa State back on February eighth, and then uh, they've just kind of completely fell flat. I believe five straight losses now. Are you worried, Colin, about? the future of the team moving forward obviously because we look back at, at the recent success of wvu and i mean eighteen nineteen was a bad year if you remember 15 and 21 and then the last two years have been good but obviously they had you know a lot a really good team in terms of players and, and they haven't been you know super competitive i mean they were nine and nine in conference in 1920 obviously won uh Went to the Sweet 16, I believe it was, that year. And then last year, I thought they had a pretty good team, but I think got upset, right? They got upset in yeah. the second round. So, I mean, what's your concern, I guess, about the future of this program? Obviously, the Big 12 is going to change a lot, so that might help. But, I mean, Kansas will still be there. Yeah, Kansas is going to still be there. You're still bringing in some pretty uh, – good basketball schools houston i think is a top 15 program this year cincinnati's doing 
all right. I think they just lost by like 15 to UCF last night, so I don't think but they're having you, the best season. Are you worried? I, I'm worried about players leaving. Players are definitely going to leave. I think they're frustrated and had enough, and they seem not to really fit into the Bob Huggins mentality of hard physical defense. But the press Virginia days are over. I don't know if maybe you try to bring that back. I don't know how many years Bob Huggins has yeah. left in him yeah, either, yeah, too, now. To he, also, your roster is probably going to look very different because no matter if you have people transferring, you have five fifth-year players on your team. Exactly. That's a lot of players, and a lot of oh. them getting big-time. Billy Curry. And I haven't heard that many big Gabe guys. Gabe Osabowin, um, Tash Sherman. Those are just three of the five guys that are fifth-years, and then you got those seniors that could probably – you got Kadrian right. Johnson. This is going to be a very Sean McNeil. They could probably team next year. Yeah, and they it, could probably use their extra year somewhere else if they have the extra year. I, I wouldn't be is, surprised if it's a struggle until Huggins is gone. Huggins is sixty-eight, so getting up there. He, he's getting up there, yeah. And I, obviously, he's not getting fired. And, and coaches now seem to coach longer. I mean, Jim Beheim's been coaching forever. Uh, Rick Pitino is still coaching and stuff like that. I mean, Coach so, K. I mean, Coach K is in his seventies. Yeah, now, which right? is kind of hard. But to it's believe. also it doesn't look like he's in his seventies. But yeah, um, you know, I, I do wonder about Huggins' future. I think obviously he's not going to lose his job now. But if they have another losing season next year, or a disappointing season, or a disappointing exit, you start to think about it. He, I, he's obviously not a guy that I feel like gets he could be in the hot seat after this year. year. But I don't know if you can fire. Him. You're not going to fire him. There's after too one many connections that he has. Year. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Do you really want to be the school that fires him after everything? He's I think done? they'll give him the option to resign yeah. or something. I think I he'll don't just think do after this year. you don't want it. No, I don't think it'll be this year. I think we'll still at least have one or two years. But if they're like this, you have to question it at least. Yeah, yeah, you definitely do, and uh, we'll have. Coach Huggins show tonight from 7 to 9. It'll definitely be an interesting one, to say the least, there in Morgantown. But let's talk some EPAC hoops. Last night, Jefferson defeated Spring Mills 65-51 in boys basketball. As Jefferson improved to 19-0, they finish up the regular season tomorrow against Broadford and Christian Academy. Spring Mills finishes up the regular season 14-8, best season in school history. Uh, that game was tied around 19. I believe Spring Mills had a couple-point lead early in the – or I guess later in the second quarter yesterday, um, but Spring Mills, you know, not going away, fourteen and eight on the season, uh, though they're ranked number three against in you know the section one. But you know, that's going to be a good matchup against Martinsburg for round number three. It's one and one, so you know it'll be it'll be a great game next Tuesday. We'll have that six thirty pregame, seven p.m. tip off. Musselman got a win last night over Lincoln County at Lincoln County, 56-43 to to improve to 11-8 and on the season. They're back on the road today at Morgantown. Tough Morgantown team, but that'll get them ready to face Jeff. Or, well, I guess, really, it'll kind of be a tune-up if they were able to beat Washington in the first round of the section next week to face a team like Jefferson on Friday. Yeah, going back to that game last night, I think that is what is so impressive about Jefferson this year is even when they've been in close games or maybe even be down, it's like – Eventually, they turn the tide and end up winning by double digits. Yeah, which I, I mean has really impressed me. And obviously, you know they're the number one ranked team in the state right now. Will Shively's not even playing for them. They get Will Shively back. They're expecting him to be back for the playoffs. I, 
I don't see anyone knocking them off. I mean, it'd be very tough to do that. So, and, until Morgantown, and then presuming those two teams meet in the playoffs at some point or in the state championship. State, state, uh, state tournament, yeah. And, and then it's really just a toss-up. So, I'll be interested, too, on Friday, we'll have that Wheeling Park martinsburg game that'll Wheeling be a good one because that would be a great game yeah they they barely fell yesterday to uh morgantown yeah so bulldogs could definitely be in trouble but also have a chance to really quality show win. how good they are yeah put a quality win up to end the season yeah so that's that what you want are your big tests that might help you tune up for the epac uh region yeah, definitely. And girls sectional action continues tonight with the Region 2 Section 1 Championship. Number 2 Hedgesville travels to number 1 Spring Mills. We'll have that for you. Johnny's Express Tip-Off Show. 6.30 with Colin and Jim Klein. 7 p.m. tip. Colin, quickly, what are you looking forward to in this game? I'm looking forward to seeing if Hedgesville can uh, get its scoring a little bit better. I think I give the edge to Spring Mills because each time that these two teams have met, Spring Mills has dominated them. Spring Mills, it looks like overall has the better team, but I'm not going to count out Hedgesville if Lomax can do what she did on Tuesday against Martinsburg and drop 21 points. Kelly Hours get 20 plus as well. We might have a competitive game on our hands tonight, though. I think Olivia Bolduke will take over for Spring Mills, though, and we're going to see a very entertaining game by this young Cardinal squad and. They'll be up early and just be able to possibly cruise in that second half. Yeah, that that should be a great game tonight. The other section final has section two final at number two Washington at number one Jefferson. Also 7 p.m. tip. We'll try to keep you updated with that during tonight's game. We won't have it, unfortunately, but that's a good matchup between those two Jefferson County schools. And, uh, you know, both really almost the same. They're, they both, I believe, have 14, 15 wins. Yeah, Jefferson, I believe, won both meetings, but th- those two teams, it's going to be a dogfight tonight. That that rivalry, the atmosphere, I'm going to assume, is going to be a pretty good one, and I-, I don't know who to give the edge to. Probably Jefferson, just because they've won the two meetings, but both teams have a lot of great talent, and I would not be surprised if both of those teams were the ones to represent this region in the state. Yeah, it'll definitely be. Obviously, a, Spring Mills we'll have or Hedgesville to say about wouldn't it. want that I think to Spring happen. Spring Mills will have something to say about it. Because either way, Spring Mills moving on to the next round. Both. Yeah, the both teams will be. But I'm saying Spring Mills specifically will have something to say about it. That does it for this segment of Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Camp Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We come back. We'll wrap things up. Talk a couple things here. Capitals finally back in action tonight. Uh, more MLB news here on the lockup. That's next when we close things out. After this, two-minute break. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304 350 Learn more today. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. We're going to close things out today. Talking a little Capitals finally off their one-week layoff after uh, the NHL schedule originally came out with the Olympic break, and then they said they weren't going to the Olympics, so uh, they just had a week. They rescheduled some games that had to be postponed, moved some games around, uh, and then they ended up having a week off. They're back at the Rangers tonight. Uh, Capitals come in 25-15-9. Rangers 32-13-9. Rangers are favored here by one and a half. But Caps get some reinforcements back. TJ Oshie and Justin Schultz are set to return to the lineup. Oshie will be paired with Eller and McMichael. And Schultz will be paired with uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk on the defensive at the last defensive pairing. Uh, it'll be a great contest tonight. It's going to be exclusively on, or it's going to be on ESPN, not ESPN Plus, on ESPN, the big boy. Yeah. Yeah, it should be a uh, fun one. These two teams have some uh, bad blood throughout the past couple games. Wouldn't be surprised to see a uh, physical one, maybe even a fight here and there. But hopefully the uh, Caps can get started off hot after the All-Star break because they need it. Anything to say? You're not a Caps guy, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I would just much. say it will be interesting to see if the week will help the caps or hurt the caps i mean i know they haven't been playing their best hockey and could that rest flip it into some momentum because it seems like they'll win a game and then drop a few in a row and then win again really haven't gotten like a good streak going and now's the beginning of the season yeah because we're getting closer to the postseason we are getting closer to postseason and we're getting close to what would initially be opening day here in baseball but unfortunately uh Still have not come to terms on a CBA agreement here as we wrap things up. And they came out and said yesterday, a statement came out, 
Um, the MLB will cancel regular season games if no labor deal is done by Monday because Monday's about to be the start of March. You need some spring training. Uh, you don't close really... to the deadline. Yeah, it's Just close flat to out on their there you deadline. Go. So, got five di- days to make a deal. I don't see and that it happening. Will not happen. And I'm <laughs> no, okay with it because the last time the Orioles were close to the making the playoffs was when there were only 60 games in the season. <laughs> Less games, better chance. 18 playoff. Let's go. All right, well, that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Shepherd women's basketball coach Jenna Eckleberry for coming on for our intern running things on the TV 10 side. Avery Newport for Colin McLaughlin. Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Police saying so long. Tonight, 6.30 p.m., Johnny's Express tip-off show, 7 p.m. for the Section 1 final between Hedgesville and Spring Mills. And then talk to you tomorrow at 12.08 on the Sports Mix. Sports Mix.